Welcome into Inside LAFC Podcast. I am Max Pretos. Katia Castorena alongside me. Joining you from better temperature here in Alhambra. We are under the tarps here at the LAFC Performance Center. Disappointing result for the weekend, we certainly know. We have to talk about the messy mania in LA, the star-studded list at BMO Stadium. Like you mentioned, disappointing result, but many takeaways. At the end of the day, it's these moments that help you learn as a team, help you grow, and then just push for that final stretch of the regular season. If you were at the Super Bowl or the World Cup final and someone hands you that guest list that had LAFC at BMO Stadium, you go, oh, well, that's pretty good. Maybe get a couple more names on there, but that's pretty good. We can That'll do just fine. So we'll talk about what was an unforgettable Sunday day, except for the result on the field, but a lot to take away from that. John McCarthy will join us to discuss further about Sunday. We'll preview Portland, and we'll get to the bottom of that jersey swap. Yes. yes. How John McCarthy got Messi's jersey. You want to hear that story. We have a lot. Great show coming your way. Let's pick up the spirits. Get ready for Portland. Inside LAFC podcast starts right now. Welcome into Inside LAFC podcast with Katia Castorena. I am Max Pretos. And Katia, you know, we have a lot to discuss, but I want to show everyone. I got the, uh, the new PacSun collection shirt. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's got the very nice back. These sold out really quick, I think. But what it's do you think? It's a really nice design. I like it. Very Southern California, very LA Southern. vibes. Looking good. Thank you. You feeling feel hip good. and I, cool? I feel, like I'm, I, I feel like I'm acting younger than I am because I know it's a younger brand. Uh, you know, a little over the hill, but uh, I feel cool. Everyone there inside the uh, the dining area of the Performance Center were like, where'd you get that? I go, so you can get it. Go to LAFC.com to find out about the PacSun collection. How was your Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my Sunday was fun because I was at BMO Stadium. I went to the Fan Fest before. There's a lot going on. A lot going on, activities, food, it was packed, everybody selling non-official merchandise outside too. Um, but it's a great atmosphere. I was surprised, I mean, I get it because of the game that it was, because Messi was in town. The extra security, all of the layers 100%. that were around the stadium, the fences, that caught me by surprise when I first got to the stadium. I was uh, walking around, and look, it was an incredible feast for the eyes if you were participating. I know we're at LAFC. We're used to these big games. We've had a lot of them. And just in the last 12 months, MLS Cup, CCL Final, and now this. These are three top 10, you know, big, momentous games in MLS history. I mean, we'll be a little uh, generous with that, maybe top 15. But they're all up there. MLS Cup without a question. This one, too, just because of the guest list, it was insane. And I, I remember I was walking around um, – suites in the fourth floor not too far for the sunset deck and I, I think that was the david beckham suite and i saw prince william and i got a prince couple, harry prince harry sorry my apologies to the the monarchy i saw prince harry and i took two steps closer and all of a sudden this giant man i mean six four could not it was just huge hands like toilet seats they're huge <laughs> i was like okay and i did a quick pivot didn't have to say anything i was like wow like, but tight, there end was hands. tight end hands <laughs> Kawhi Leonard hands. You know, you always say he's got these big hands, but they were just just huge claws. And I was like, whoop, and moved along. But everyone was very well securityed across the board. And that list went viral when it was shared on social media, and I can see why. It's the L.A. Effect star-studded event at BMO Stadium. What name popped off that list when you saw it? 
I mean, I knew beforehand yeah. some of the guests. Well, you started hearing the buzz, but then yeah. when you actually see it on the list, I mean, Prince Harry was one of yeah. them. Leo DiCaprio that was going to be there. Uh, Selena Gomez, I was surprised that, that she was going to be there. I didn't know that she was a soccer fan, but she was like really invested in, in the game. We're going to talk about her reaction to that save that John McCarthy had and that 1v1 <laughs> with the Messi during that first half. Uh, I don't know. It was just like you so just, many went. people. <laughs> You didn't I actually pick one. wanted. I, I forgot. I wanted to bring the list. I saved it. Yes. I, I, I was going to bring one. it. Yeah, I was going to bring it for this episode. I'm sorry, I forgot because it's a big list. Yeah. And the thing is, it's a big list. And that's a small stadium, right? Twenty-two thousand seats, and it was an LA event. And you know, you know that thing with Selena Gomez. You had Cholo Maradueña, who's in a lot of games next door, and then you had Tyga below, and they were all so excited. So, uh, and by the way, we're not like pushing down the result down the. the down the road here we're going to discuss it because it's important it's an important time of season it was a disappointment there's no question about it but we'll get to that in a moment uh to me there was also one on the list rufus du soul i did not see them it's a band i love but they were in the building they played at bmo stadium in the past that would have been very cool but it was from all walks of life that's like the perks of playing in los angeles it's the perks of living in los angeles uh, and i know a lot of you uh weren't able to get to the game and it there will be opportunities for big games there, but you get to see this on uh, the Apple TV service, which is great. The Messi experience uh, has exceeded anything I could have thought was possible. Uh, I, you just look at it, it's look. It's no question it's oversaturated. When you go to the MLS website or you go to uh, Apple uh, TV, it's messy, 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 messy. And I understand it, but the reaction with that, the traffic it causes on every social media handle, on every news source, the public going crazy. It's, uh, I would never expect it to be that big. It is huge, and it's good for the league in the big picture. Well, you know, one day Messi will leave, and then the league has to figure it out. Right now, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Is it a little bit hard to, to stomach all the time? i got to say yes, because it's crazy. Have you been surprised how big the reaction is? I mean, I'm just like, my mouth. When he was in the corner, and he waved at one side, and they all go, hi. And he flipped to the other side, and everyone goes, hi. I was like, the power this man possesses. I really enjoy that moment that you're describing right now because the game stopped. I think someone was injured in, in that moment. So Messi was waiting to take that corner kick. And, of course, the crowd is going crazy. And the fact that he took that moment to wave at the fans, to acknowledge that they were just, like, going crazy, screaming his name, that everybody went out there to see him and just the support that they've received at every single city that they've been to so far, it was just very special because you can see also how he's enjoying it. We've been talking about how Messi seems happy here. He does. During this time in MLS, the reason he chose MLS as his next destination. And I think like moments like that where he can really take it in, say hi to the fans that are there. And it just shows why he's enjoying it, why he's having this success so fast. And, and it was a, a very special just exchange that he had there with the supporters that I thought was really nice. He is happy. And look, he has he has cast a spell on everyone in this country, uh, players broadcasters, everyone, uh, because sometimes you don't want to. Look, trust me, I'm stubborn on this. I go, I don't want to worship Messi for a ladder. I, I get on my timeline, I'm Mercy Messi. Enough. I try not to post too much Messi, a little bit. But I try to get caught in, but you just get pulled in because, A, you don't want to miss this opportunity, but, B, it's it's very powerful, and it's, it's, it's incredible because I, I mentioned LAFC should have been up in that game, a couple goals. They came out 
firing on all cylinders just the way you want to see them. They were punishing Miami on the transition. They obviously couldn't uh, put the ball away. Uh, the one viral video with Danny Buong and Carlos Vela, I'm sure you all saw it, but there were those opportunities here. But regardless of how good it started or, or how badly it might have ended, the similar thing with all these MLS clubs against Messi is they get put under this spell in a bit because Miami's not out playing Inter-Miami or they didn't outplay uh, Nashville or outplay Dallas or many of these games but they or Cincinnati in the Open Cup. But they get the results, and I got I, I to put that in the category of a little magic, a little messy magic. Uh, and Because I was going, this is going to end here. LAC is going to win. It's not sustainable, but maybe it is. It's it's a very powerful feeling that I've never I've never really experienced in sports, and it's uh, it's getting Inter Miami a lot of results, and now they're one step closer to the playoffs, three points closer to the playoffs. It's because I mean it starts, of course, with the coaching staff, the decision to bring Tata in, someone that knows Messi, that knows credit. the guys that were brought into the team. The style of play that they know, trying to control the pace, having the ball, and they've been able to find that also with the guys that were already there and kind of convince them of that idea. The leadership, I mean, of course, the talent, we all know that that first class touch that we see from these players. But Busquets was talking about it after the game, what they've been trying to do, and I feel like that's why they've found success so uh, fast of what we've seen in, in these games. It's because trying to first get everybody on that same mindset, that winning mindset that they all have from Europe. It's like winning at all costs. And then a calmness into the game of the way they play, just like the way they read the game. And that's been, I feel like, the key. And, and we keep seeing it over and over again, even against different opponents. That's a good point about winning at all costs because that's one of the comparisons that Europe makes to MLS where people say, and we've heard it from Giorgio Chiellini, it's like if you lose a game, uh, that week's going to stink. And it stinks for MLS clubs, but it's a forgiving league. We certainly know that. But that's a, I think that's a really great point to emphasize because it, you've got to, not only on the club level in the United States and Canada, but on the international level, you've got to get that feeling where it's, it's win or, or nothing. Your only options to win. I will put my body on the line to win this game today. Uh, and that's something that this league is still learning. And maybe through this scope, they'll, they'll see it. Because all these games, I think you nailed it. It's something that Inter-Miami has been able to prioritize. They go, we're going to win these games. And every game has felt important. For, maybe it's because they've had to dig themselves out of a hole. The League's Cup was a freestanding tournament. They knew they had to win all those games, the Open Cup semifinals. That urgency, which you'd like to see in every MLS game. They've been tested in different ways, and they've responded, like you said, like being down at, at halftime, having to come back, winning on PKs, or maybe getting ahead and protecting that lead, like different things that, that we've seen from the team. And like you mentioned, LAFC had the opportunities. They knew they wanted to hit first, and it's a game, and the players talked about it afterwards, that it came down to who was going to hurt the other team first and it ended up being Inter-Miami. It was a weird first goal, but at the end of the day, LAFC had those chances at the beginning of the game. They didn't put them away. They couldn't find the the net, and on the other side, it, one transition, this weird, in a weird way, they find the goal first, and it it's a gives weird them, sport. It's a weird sport sometimes, and it just gives them that confidence and that, and, and that ability to manage the game and manage the minutes differently. In, in that what in those 15 minutes of the game when I did my keys to the match uh, the 
I mentioned transition. I mentioned don't get caught up in the in the moment. But what this game, it's impossible not to. In, in hindsight, it's impossible. It just you, you felt like you're out of your body being at that game. It was a regular season MLS game, and it felt like a Super Bowl, mainly because of who was in the stands and just the 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 attention it was receiving high intensity high intensity playoff atmosphere yeah everything was at pace it was it was like whoa what's going on but that's what Messi creates he brings out this and other teams but what you said was uh i agree with it 100 percent too that um the i've lost my train of thought here but (laughs) what he uh let me see if i can bring it back the I'll forget it, uh, but I will say that I'll come back to it. But it, it's there's these little factors that you can take away from this game that certainly apply to uh, how you approach this this game, this league. And I know that you know everyone's everyone wants like another shot. You get one shot at this, and they were able to to overcome it. But it, it's not as disappointing as the result. This is what I was going to say. It all came back to me. Kind of. <laughs> I said in my keys to the match. Whoever, because who, it's all coming back. It's all coming to back. Me. It's all coming Don't back. sing that song. I was at a hotel and someone was singing it above me, and they kept singing, and I had to call and say, "Could you tell them to stop?" <laughs> but it was repeat, repetitive. I said, "Transition. Don't get caught in the spotlight." And the third one was score first. And they go, "Well, that's real easy." I go, "I know. Usually, if you score first, you win." But I was convinced whoever scored first in this game was going to win. It was clear as day because LAFC would score first. They'll be able to keep that momentum. If Inter-Miami score first again the run of play, that would be a very difficult thing to overcome for LAFC. And we've seen it. It's something LAFC has struggled with this season, especially when they see themselves down and trying to come back. Last year, they were always finding a way to come back, especially during the second half, even if they went behind like behind a goal early on. And now it's it's been a little bit of a struggle. And I don't know if it has to do with like certain distractions in that moment when now your head is in a different place. It's not fully in the game because you're thinking, oh, now I have to once again try to find a goal and go against all these odds after all we've been hearing, all these noise. And I know the players were trying oh, yeah. to like not pay attention, cancel all the noise, but it's hard. Yeah. And like I said, it could have been up two or three by the time Miami scored. But water under the bridge. We move forward. It was a great experience. Uh, LASU will be better off because of it, uh, as they show why they are the top dogs here in MLS, along with Inter-Miami, who got the results. And uh, we'll talk to John McCarthy about the jersey. Uh, you stick around for that. It's a really interesting answer about, uh, in the moment, finding an opportunity to uh, have a jersey exchange with Lionel Messi. That's going to be very cool. I want to bring this up, Katia. A couple of weeks ago when you were on the podcast, you had the LAFC schedule and you read it out to me, and it hit me like a fist at the time, and now we're here. Because now home game's done. You have at Portland, which we'll preview here in a little bit, Galaxy, and then you have at Philadelphia, at St. Louis. That group of games. This is so huge for LAFC, starting with a trip to Portland, who have been struggling. They're in 12th place, but they need points desperately. And they know it. This is this might be put-up-or-shut-up time for the Timbers. You look at that, it's going to be difficult, especially LAFC haven't been great away from home. Um... Uh, that you've got to find points here or else where you're in third place at 40 points, you could easily get to second. First place is a little further out of you. But you've got to be careful not to slip behind because the West is so tightly packed from third all the way to about 10th. They, of course, watched the video back trying to minimize those mistakes 
paying more attention, being better on defense, especially in transition, because Steve talked about it. You can go down 1-0 and lose 1-0, but you cannot give out that second and third goal the way that we did. Those were Terundo's words, so I'm sure like everybody has been held accountable. The players were the first ones that weren't happy, were that were disappointed with what happened, and this is a new opportunity to change things. Yes, it's going to be difficult because they're going to be away. The surface is always something that we talked about when they have to play in Portland, and then there are players away on international duty, so five players are not going to be available. Christian Torres is with uh, Mexico's under-20 national team. Daniel Maldonado is with Honduras. Christian Oliveira is with Uruguay. Denis Buanga is with Gabon and Stipe Buk with Croatia under 21 team so those players will, will not be available and when we look at the name especially um, the attackers won't be there we, we were talking about that depth that now the roster has having everybody healthy and now it's a new challenge for the coaching staff and for the players that you want to get back on track and not everybody's going to be there. Uh, Denny Buwanga certainly at the top of that list and, you know he's going to be he had the missed chances uh, not running away from that, but everything Denny did was really, un he was unmarkable in many ways, winning the ball, turning and running. He's got to work on the finishing. It's a big detail, we know that, but uh, that's something that uh, he's working on and you hope they could get over it. If he does, he becomes a really good player. He becomes an elite player. So he's going to be missed. So they're going to have to move around somewhere in that front three. I got to say, uh, for Christian Oliveira getting called up into Uruguay, it'd be better if he was here, but the fact that he got called in it's great for LAFC. A guy that you come in has not really played much in Uruguay, and Marcelo Bielsa is like, yep, we'll take a look at him. So um, MLS is talking about clearing these international weeks. There's only five games this weekend. LAFC, who have games in hand, have to play one. But they're doing a better job with that. But it's going to make it difficult. But I think LAFC have enough remaining to be able to get that point or, or to get something point or three points in Portland but that to me that game is really big because it is a struggling team and you should be able to punish them. Portland as you mentioned they're trying to clinch to the last hopes of making the playoffs. Savarese is no longer the coach they had that coaching staff change mid-season new formation that's the main thing that Cherundolo was talking about when analyzing the opponent and the videos that they've seen so far is that they've had a formation change. If we look at that last game that they had against Seattle, they were down two goals at halftime. Then Seattle had an unfortunate red card in the second half. That ended up being beneficial for Portland. Came, they came back, tied the game, got a point in that rivalry. So for them, in terms of confidence, that was important. So something to take into consideration. They have good players as well. And when we talk about that formation, they have now a 4-3-3. And they're trying to just stay alive in that playoffs run. So. It's going to be a dangerous team. Like we mentioned, the atmosphere is always fierce in Portland, plus the turf, all of these things that are going to be challenges that LAFC will have to overcome in order to put behind the last two results that have been difficult for them. We heard Jesus Murillo talk about those challenges. It's very difficult. LAFC has had some success there. They have a great playmaker in Evander. They trailed the Sounders by two goals uh, over the last week and came from behind to get a point, which in, almost saved their season in many ways and now bolsters their chances here. But that's good. I hear about 200 uh, LAFC fans are heading up there. Always a good road trip. Uh, nice flight up north, two-and-a-half-hour flight or so. I've always wanted flight. to do the train ride. To Portland? All the way to Portland. Yeah, you know, we have an amazing stretch of Yeah, of that scenery. That How long would that be to Portland? 
I don't know. It's probably like two, hours. Uh, or two like days? no. I mean, if you stop, like no the, stopping, the, no stopping, no stopping us. Like eighteen hours. I don't know. Just chill on the plane. I mean, on the train. Yeah, you can stop at Open Seattle. Oh, too. Stuff cross. <laughs> gotta do that. We gotta get on our trains a little bit more often. I hear they're making a high-speed train from LA to Las Vegas. No doubt that will be a wow huge success once they do that. Definitely. That'd be good. Every weekend. Every that's weekend. That's gonna be packed for all the people that are driving. They'll, be, they're, they're, they'll get their road cleared because the rest of us will be on the train, enjoying the scenery, whatever scenery is there between there. Not a whole lot. Not the same as going up to Oregon. That's very good. I'm, I'm excited about this uh, stretch run, but it's going to be grueling. You know, and people say about MLS, it's always been a criticism. Regular season doesn't matter. Look at around all the games that are playing right now. These games matter. It matters for Portland. matters for LAFC. Uh, every time the Galaxy play, I bet you, I'll tell you that's going to matter for them. It's going to matter for Inter-Miami. Minnesota, Orlando, it really matters this, and I don't know why, maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, but it feels like that argument doesn't carry a lot of weight when I look at the matchup slate. There's not one game where like, it matters, and you don't want to be caught with three games and not being able to make the playoffs or improve your playoff positioning. So it's exciting time. Exciting time. Well, let's get, well, let's get going for it, God, yeah. we'll, we'll yes. <laughs> We're going to be back. We'll be joined by John McCarthy, who will tell us about his Sunday experience again, Inter-Miami. And we'll get a, a deeper dive into that shirt exchange with one Lionel Messi. This is Inside LAFC Podcast with Max and Katia. We're back here on Inside LAFC Podcast, now joined by LAFC goalkeeper John McCarthy. You look like you're pretty excited about something. Can't put my finger on it. Go Bears. <laughs> Very clear. Go who, Bears. Who you got this Sunday? NFL kickoff day. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, why I, that's why I had to wear it today. You know, that's why I had to wear it today. Uh, who I got this Sunday? Who the Eagles have? Oh, New England. New, oh, tough one. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, all that money. Yeah, he deserves it. He had a good okay. season last year. He had a good year. Good for him. Well, Are we, they going to make another Super Bowl run? I hope so, but I hope it goes the other way. You know, <laughs> hopefully it's not just a run. Oh, they win it. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. guys, I don't want to go down there, but you guys should have won it. Based on what I saw in that Super Bowl, I felt you were robbed. Anyhow, water under the bridge. Are you a part of this fantasy football thing that yeah. everyone? Yeah. How many players do you have for that? 12-man 12 12 man league. Um, I don't know how many of us actually know enough to be like You're gonna win. talking about it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not someone that, like, there's guys that have, like, watched video and stuff, like, weeks in advance to know, like, the roster. I'm serious. For me, I just show up to draft day 10 minutes before, look at some players, put them in the queue, and click them. You know, nothing crazy. That's what I did. My draft was yesterday or Tuesday. You weren't even at the draft? You're like, just auto-draft. No, no auto. I, I entered the draft, okay. and yeah. I picked my players. Yeah, it's just easy. Easy yes. to show up, do yeah. it. Good. I like your style. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, obviously, the Miami game. You, I think it's safe to say that was an experience not many of you guys have gone through. Something this big, epic, Lionel Messi on the other field. I mean, what do you, you take away from an experience like that where uh, oh, stimulation overload in many ways? Yeah, I think uh, I think we prepared for the game knowing that, like, obviously, like, Messi's Messi. You know, there's no – there's not been a player – if there's only one other player that people compare – his level is Cristiano Ronaldo. So when you step on the field with somebody like that, it's a cool moment. But you don't prepare in the game any differently or try to treat the game any differently. You just play like a game and enjoy it like a, an, another day. When you watch the, the film back, and I know there were like some key errors and decision-making that, that we talked about, just what was the, the hardest thing just watching that back? You prepare and you want another outcome and it, when it doesn't go your way. 
yeah, I wish I didn't score and I wish we would have scored more. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was one of those days where we had a ton of chances and we, we weren't able to capitalize. We had some mistakes in the back and um, it, it wasn't our, it wasn't our day, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So just move on to the next one. We got to ask you a little bit about, I mean, the viral sensation, Selena Gomez watching your save. I mean, I saw your dad posting it on there as well. It was pretty... Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I'd be proud of you. I mean, you got this huge reaction. What has been the rea what your reaction? What have you heard about that? The Selena Gomez yeah. thing? Yeah, I, I just seen it on, like, Twitter and Instagram, and um, that, that was really it. You know, just seeing a bunch of, like, retweets or posts or people tagging me and some stuff. So it was, it was, it was cool in that aspect, but it's not like I, I didn't meet Selena or anything like that. I didn't talk to Selena, so it's just, like, another... I guess viral video that will were you guys, go away. You guys, you guys <laughs> yeah. aware of some of the people that were there? That was like a Super Bowl guest list. Yes, yeah, that game. It was crazy. List. Yeah, it was a cool list. It was a cool list. Um, I wish, I wish I would have met some more people, but I was kind of pissed off after the game and I didn't want to. Of course, I didn't want to meet too many people and and, and talk too much. So, um, but it was a cool list after seeing it. I think someone tweeted it or posted it somewhere, and um, so it's cool to have celebrities like that at the game. I'm, I guess I guess that happens once in a while <laughs> when Messi's on the field. Yeah. That seems like it's happening. People are going crazy about yeah. this. You talked about it after the game, but you got Messi's jersey. Can you walk us through that moment, just approaching him, putting uh, your Spanish to practice, and, yeah. and getting that jersey? Yeah. So I um, I said hi to the the, the goalkeeper on our team, Drake, and, and then uh, Oka came up to me, and and then the the uh, goalkeeper coach on the other team, he came up to me, Sebastian Saha, and then. Um, and I said hi to one or two guys on the team. So a couple of minutes went by of me seeing guys on the other team and saying guys that I played with, the trainers and stuff. Um, and then, I don't know, I just looked around and I saw Messi doing an interview and I was like, how's this guy still have his jersey on? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, I okay. wasn't, there's no chance I was the first one to, to, to look at him. <laughs> I know. It's um, good deductive reasoning. Yeah, yeah. So I was jersey's like, still on. his jersey's still on. I, gotta, I, I don't know when I'm going to see the guy or meet the guy or play against the guy again. So why not just ask him for it? Um, and then obviously... I asked him for it, and he was able to nice enough to give it to me. Which Please is cool. share how you asked yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Actually, I, I, Joe, could you grab my phone? Real quick? <laughs> I got to show you. We got to show you some some a little video. Google Translate. No, no. 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't we, know if you've seen this. Um, it was that it just Kami set the por favor, and uh, well, and, and I asked him. I was like, hey, like. Yes. Yeah, so. Says I'll give you inside because you got calendar's jersey too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we agreed. We we spoke before that um, we were trade because we're, we're boys and stuff, and um, and then I just like didn't really. I didn't have a good enough Spanish to tell him like, hey, like I'll give you one of my jerseys inside. So I hope I don't know. I, I don't know how well his English is, so um, or how good his English is. That's how good my English is. But you just um, <laughs> did you deliver the McCarthy jersey over. To I the did. End? I walked. Nice. I walked over and I spoke with the goalkeeper coach again for a few minutes, and and we were able to connect, and I gave him the jersey. Perfect. Yeah. And he signed the jersey. He did sign the jersey. So did, did that happen after, like, by the locker rooms? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to – I just – I wanted to make sure I got him a jersey. And Oliver was like, dude, I totally get it, and gave me another jersey because I traded with Drake. So uh, I wanted to make sure that – because I, I can tell when I asked for Messi's jersey, he was kind of like – it felt like he was looking at me like, where's Zuras or, like, what, what, what am I getting back, you know? So I didn't want to – I don't want to like insult him or anything, so I just normally when you ask for somebody's jersey, you always trade jerseys. You don't just say, "Hey, can yes. I have your jersey?" and you just like take one and walk away. So I wanted to make sure I got him a jersey. By the way, pretty cool to see uh, Drake Calendar's uh, development now with the national team. Yeah, Obviously, Drake's you got to spend some time with them uh, to see a guy put the work in and get those chances. You said it spot on. Yeah, he, he's put the work in. He's a, he's a really good person, um, and and he's a guy that just just showed up and put his time in and 
when it, when the chances came, he's he's done really well with it. And I think that's that uh, he has some up and down moments, but I think he's on a great path, and I think he is has a chance to be a really good goalkeeper. You talked about having a Michael Jordan jersey <laughs> yeah. and the signed Michael yeah. Jordan jersey, and that was like pretty up there, your favorite. Yeah. Now, where are we ranking Messi's jersey, and are you starting a, a collection? Don't start this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> framing all of them. I, I had like yeah, like, I want to at the end of my like career or whenever that is, hopefully not for another 20 years, um, get all the jerseys together somehow, um, and and, and make those like two, a, those are two good ones in the first class cabin right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, make like a nice little man cave, um, <laughs> and just have them up. You know, have have some jerseys up, and I like I have uh, a Carlos and a Drugio. I have Kaká. I have some good ones. You know, like um, Chicharito is another one. I looked up to him at Man United, a big Man United fan, um, so. Like stuff like that, it's it's cool. They're cool moments that you get to, to live, and the jerseys are just cherishable moments when you when you don't play, and you kind of get to look back on some cool moments. Well, I'm glad you got to experience that. I'm going to editorialize here a little bit because I know it's disappointing with that defeat. But what a great game to compartmentalize and say, hey, this is we know what this looks like. So okay, we it's singular to be able to play Lionel Messi, and now you you have a bit of a, a pathway for if something like that rises again, or you feel like a similar occasion, you're like, okay, we've seen it. We felt it. Already got a shirt. All right, good. All right. <laughs> John, when you're when you're not playing soccer, you're not training, what are the things that you enjoy doing? What keeps you busy at home? Um, my son. <laughs> yeah, my son, Jason. One year old. One year old. Congratulations. Yesterday. Uh, thank you. Um, he keeps me busy. He's he's a crazy little man. He's, he's starting to – he's been walking for a while, and I think he's getting on the verge of trying to explain what he wants more. And So he keeps me busy. Um Hanging out with my wife, obviously, and then any spare time I have or when my kid decides to take a little nap, maybe some video games to catch up with some buddies back on the East Coast. Proud Philly guy, of course. How is it living here in Los Angeles, being in Southern California? What do you like to do here the most? Um, I like just walking around on the beach. You know, I, I'm a, I grew up going to, like, the Jersey Shore and stuff like that. Not like the Jersey Shore, the TV show. Don't get that wrong. <laughs> Uh, Philadelphia side. Yeah, like yeah. there's different shores. It's not like that Jersey Shore. Um, Got to clear that up because people always say that. I've been uh, to Jersey Shore a couple times. I had a great time. I just want to let sure? people know. Uh, Long Beach Island, that's further down on the New York side, right? Yeah, that's more that's That is more, more what you're talking about. I had a great time. Yeah, that's more north. I, I go more south. Okay. Um, so walking into the beaches and stuff like that, hanging out, um, it, it just this, this stuff doesn't exist in Philadelphia, you know? The sunshine 24-7. We have all seasons. You guys have sun all the time. So it's really, it's really nice to just get outside and just, just walk around on the beaches. I think that's just something cool. How did you get the, uh, the soccer hook for, in Philadelphia? I mean, I, I, we know there's a lot of good talent in New Jersey, Philadelphia, but how would you say you're, you're big sport fans, all the Philadelphia sports. How was soccer and goalkeeping in particular something that drew you in? For me? Yeah. Personally? Uh, uh, my dad played soccer growing up, so he was like, he's like someone I look up to, and he played in college and stuff. So the goalkeeper side was like it's – I don't know. One of my one of my buddies um, always joke about it because this dude Tom Rambo, like for some reason we were like eight or seven. Um, our coach was like, "Does anybody else want to play goalie?" And they were like, "Dude, you'd be nothing without Tom Rambo." And I was the, the next one to step up and at like our town team on Holy Terrors. I just decided to try it one day and never really looked back. You of course are a big sports guy. You've yeah. rocked the Phillies jersey now. All like Phillies, the Eagles, yes, the Eagles, Eagles, yeah, the Eagles gear. Just what are some memories that you have growing up? Maybe going to the stadium, cheering for your home teams, and just being there with your family, with your father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to the Sixers game this off season. Um, I'm a big Sixers fan. I'm a big Philly fan. I support all the teams. 
um, it's it's fun, you know. The, the Philly's a blue collar town where um, you come from hardworking people, and when you see sports teams and stuff like that, you really want to root for them and you pull for them because they represent your city. That always hit me too when I'd watch Philadelphia sports because you go, "Oh, Philadelphia Eagles are loud," but then when you see them succeeding, you see this warmth family members, friends, sharing this what's very special because they love their sport teams. By the way, can you rank them if you're Philadelphia sport, which would be the favorite two, or is that impossible? My favorite teams? Is it Eagles? No, mine's Sixers. Sixers I'm a first? Sixers guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sixers guy. Um, then I have to say Eagles because all my boys and stuff, like big Eagles wow. fans, like brother-in-law, um, they're like diehard fans, you know, so I support them. Phillies, Flyers? Um, or flip the bat bottom two? I would just say in season. I would say in season. I don't have okay. like a preference in that way. Um, they're they're just like good sports to watch and and, and enjoy some some smack talk. I was gonna say the other <laughs> way, but I control I control myself. We can edit that. Uh, <laughs> favorite Philadelphia sports memory? Is one that sticks out? Major maybe drew a tear on John McCarthy's face. Uh, favorite sports memory in Philadelphia? I would have to say when even though the, the second team, the Eagles, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, because I knew how much it meant to the city of Philadelphia. Um, I knew how much it meant to a lot of family members and friends, like the diehard Eagles fans that think they should play for the Eagles but didn't play ever since high school. And they really just – that's what Eagles fans are. They just – they want the best for the Eagles. They think they know everything, and they just want the best for the Eagles, and that's that's how we are. And so many people care about the team, and it meant a lot to a lot of people, so it meant a lot to me. What's your favorite food? In Philly? Or, or just overall? Overall. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, obviously, people would say, like, cheesesteaks in Philadelphia are good, yeah. but, like, I, I like good pizza. Good pizza, I, and I, people are going to rip on me for this, but West Coast pizza is whack. Oh, oh. I got to say it. It is whack. Yeah, I will agree. We all agree it's whack because if you go to the East Coast, you, the East you can Coast, see. The pizza's good. It's the pizza's it's no compare. You know, I think if you if you went around there, most people would go, yeah, you're right, yeah, like in I the West Coast. Found, I haven't found a good pizza spot out here to try pizza and, like, really be like, you know what? That can that's like East Coast pizza. That's no. like New York Philadelphia pizza. So well, having a pizza. different styles too, because I've yeah. found like a couple of good spots, but it's like pizza napolitana. So it, See, it's like different. Jam. Yeah, that's because they had that in New Haven, region. Connecticut, where I lived, and they had that Neapolitan style, and I loved it. Yeah, some that some people love that style. Like I, I like I, I can eat that style. I like that style, but it just has to be a good pizza, a good slice. And obviously, I think the people know the trick on the East Coast. It's it comes from the water. You know, it's like. Yeah. You know, it's the chefs. Yeah, it's different. It's different water and a d- different dough. It's it's how it's made. So, Can't are you a barbecue guy or or no? I can grill. Yeah, I grill. I'm a hamburger, good cheeseburger. I'm a cheeseburger guy. Nothing crazy. What, what is the go-to for John McCarthy for a cheesesteak when he goes back to Philly? He does have one. I don't really have like the go-to go-to. But, but it's not I, Pat Gino. No, no, it's definitely not Pat. Don't insult me. <laughs> I went there. I went to both and I had it. But I'm, I'm from LA, so I'm like, this is great. They're yeah. right. Yeah, nah. I don't go next level. But I did. I went a little next level. I need yeah, a list the, next time I'm in Philly to pick to, a good one. For, for me, don't go to Pat's or Gino's. I think Pat's or Gino's are very touristy and then they're not <laughs> made. They're not made for like your 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 average Philadelphia. Um, I would think I used to like a spot called. Uh, it was just like a clean, a clean chopped up meat. It was a steak and hoagie works in Northeast Philly. It was a good spot. Um, there was another, I think there's one on South Street. I forget the spot on South Street. Um, but that's like, they're, they're very similar, man. I think it's just picky people being picky about cheesesteaks, yeah. you know? Yeah. But the, the, the two famous ones are not like, oh, you have to hit these spots, you know? Steak and hoagie cheese works. We got to get there. And if any recommendations for pizza out west for John would be Yeah, please. Hit me up. (laughs) Do you have a favorite Premier League team or a team you follow? Man United. Man United. Was I supposed to know that? He said it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't miss that one. That's why he has Chicharito's jersey. Stop. No judging. No judging. Okay. Yeah. Any other clubs you follow? 
you're, are you gonna uh, tune in the U.S. men's national team? I like the men's national. Yeah, I support the men's national team always. I always, yeah. there's people that support the country and represent the country. You have to support. Them. Yeah. Now it's reinforced. Big Man United fan, John. <laughs> so let's well, let's spin it. <laughs> let's spin it forward. Uh, stretch run here. You guys have some big road games. There'll be a, a game at St. Louis. There's a game at Philadelphia. You have the Galaxy. It starts with Portland. So it's a it's a difficult stretch. And I mean, what is there's a lot of a lot of things you guys can accomplish. Finish in the West. Finish as high as you can. Yeah. In the position. So uh, how do you approach this uh, this game? I know it's a it's one game at a time. Yeah. yeah you yeah. approach this game, but with the big picture of finishing as, as well as you can in this season yeah I think we need to go in every game knowing and believing that we can win um, I don't think there's a team out there that we should have any fear of I don't think there's a team that we should play any differently um, it doesn't matter if it's home or away we have to stick to our system our way um, and we have to do it together there's no um, there's nobody on this team that's bigger than the team and there's nobody too small that we we can't we can't not rely on or if we need you know we we're gonna need I don't know exactly how many guys are on the roster, but we're going to need, normally it's 30 guys when you have a full roster. So if we have 30 guys, we're going to need all 30 day in and day out. So, What's the most important thing? Getting everybody in sync. Steve was talking about that. Them as coaching staff, their responsibility, of course, but during this last stretch of the regular season, what's that key thing to get everybody in sync? Like you said, pulling from every man on the roster and just like taking it home. Yeah. Um, it starts here on the training field. And the belief is to win at everything you do. That's that's how I, 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 I've said it before, that's how I'm raised, that's how I am. It doesn't matter what you do or how, what drill or what game, you want to win. It doesn't matter if, if you think you can do something differently. If this is how we're going to do it and this is how we believe it's going to work, we're all in on winning. Winning is the only thing that matters. So I think if we have the mindset that, hey, it doesn't matter if we win a game in the first minute or we win a game in the 90th minute, we got to do whatever it takes to win. It's going to be an exciting run here, an exciting game. LAFC Portland's always a big occasion. Uh, good luck with your, your Eagles. We look forward to visiting the Man Cave. We'll go there, maybe do a fantasy football draft, bring yeah. it all together. That's years down the line. Years down the line. But I'm just putting it on my calendar now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can do it. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, thanks nice for everyone joining us here on Inside LAFC Podcast. Great to have Katya on board as well. We'll be back next week to uh, recap what's happened with the Timbers game. Look forward to a very busy September for LAFC. Uh, we will see you next time. Don't forget to rate, review, download, subscribe, and tell a friend. Mm -hmm.